This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Here from Ali now. Um, I think you're going to be starting our new series on Kingdom Come. Is that right? I saw that on the Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Insta, that's a little plug there. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to pray for Ali now just before he um, uh, speaks to us now. Dear God, um, thanks for Ali and just pray that you can speak through him right now and he can deliver a message today that you um, want to speak to us and that we're um, waiting for. So I just pray that you can open our hearts and our ears and that we're ready to receive whatever you want to tell us. Um, might be something different for each one of us, but I pray that it's something um, that we can all tune into today. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a good start, isn't it? Uh, brilliant. Thanks, Ailey. Uh, I love the atmospheric music. That was completely unintentional, but... Um, yeah, that's a hangover from worship. That was cool. Uh, thank you so much, Katie. That was just a wonderful, spirit-filled time of worship. Uh, I hope you'll all agree with me. That was, yeah, just really special. So, yes, as uh, Ailey uh, mentioned, today marks the start of our new um, series uh, this term. Um, we called it Kingdom Come. Uh, so the aim over the next couple of months is just to unpack some of uh, our core values here at Stirling Vineyard and just explore how we as a local church uh, can advance God's kingdom here on earth. Uh, we are, so we're just really excited um, that our small groups have started back up again and we love that so many of you have connected in and see the importance of these uh, times together midweek. Uh, two, of, uh, two out of the three of our small groups are currently studying uh, the prayer course written uh, by Pete Gregg and the first session of this uh, the take-home message was keep it simple keep it real and keep it up so that's what I'm hoping to do today uh, I'm hoping to keep it really simple if you know me I like to keep things really simple uh, and um, yeah I don't know about keeping it real that's maybe a bit too cool for me, but anyway, we're going we're gonna to see how we get on, um, but I just thought that was just brilliant, uh, brilliant advice. So our prayer lives are our simplest uh, when they are, uh, sorry, ugh. our prayer lives, uh, can you tell that I got back at two in the morning last night? Um, our prayer lives are, I wasn't at the pub, uh, I promise I should, <laughs> I, that, that's, uh, this is an aside, but no, we, uh, we were in Aberdeen, um, last night and all, all weekend at the Sterling, uh, the Sterling Vineyard, oh man, I can't speak, right, um, just a sec, at the Scottish Vineyard Conference uh, and we had just an amazing time, the Lord was just incredible and uh, yeah, hopefully we can share a little bit about that um, just later on, uh, we'll get some guys up, um, but anyway, what was I saying, our prayer lives are at their best when they're at their simplest. So today, we are going to unpack three key words that I hope uh, will help facilitate this, and that is come Holy Spirit. Now, many of you might have sung uh, these words during worship, or you might have heard them during a prayer meeting or a ministry time. You might be familiar with hearing this invitation uh, 
for God's presence to fill a room. Or perhaps uh, perhaps you're maybe about to embark on your relationship with God and this phrase is a little bit new to you. My hope uh, this morning is just to uncover a little bit about the history of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the relationship that we can have with the Holy Spirit as the third person of the Trinity and explore the Spirit's transformational power. By inviting and welcoming the Holy Spirit, we can allow God to act by giving him permission to move in our lives and in our gatherings. He loves us and he wants to be active in speaking to his people and to his church. In Galatians 5, we are encouraged by Paul to learn to live life in the Spirit, reminding us that the coming of the Spirit is the coming of God's presence to his people. So I realize that some of you might be uh, yeah, new on your journey with God and the Holy Spirit, as I, as I said. Um, and I was, I was just thinking back to some of my early encounters uh, with the Spirit. Having grown up attending a vineyard church, uh, you know, through my... Through my uh, childhood and, and through my youth, um, going to Christian conferences and youth gatherings, I, I became attuned to the fact that, that there would be people standing near me who might be shaking or might be shouting or crying. And, you know, I've had my fair share of people falling on the floor in front of me, um, and as well as hearing laughter echoing around the room, which to me just seems normal, right? But it was only that when uh, I when I met Fiona, uh, that I realized that maybe this wasn't, uh, wasn't all that normal and maybe it was a little bit alien to some. So Fiona had a slightly different journey uh, to, the, to this point. And um, yeah, when we were students, uh, we went to the Momentum Conference uh, run by Mike Pilavacci and Soul Survivor. Uh, and to say that Fiona was freaked out was probably a little bit of an understatement. Uh, she... Um, yeah, that's a whole other story that I maybe won't go into. But um, it's safe to say that she's kind of come around to the idea of things. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it can be quite alarming when, when we see the, this power that comes uh, with the presence of God. You know, Mike uh, Pilavacci would, uh, just, he, he would just give a real sense of calmness and control in the room and, and explaining that people's experiences, whether laughing or shaking or crying or falling over or just stillness, are not about those people being special, and it, but it's about an experience of healing or meeting with God that is specific to that individual. So when we invite the Holy Spirit to come, extraordinary things can happen. Prayers are answered, people are healed, and joy is released. So who is the Holy Spirit? He's not just some vague supernatural force. You know, in the Bible, he is a person who we can know. He's not, he's not an optional extra either. He's part of the Trinity. And he's not some New Testament, new thing that, you know, that, that, we, that, that we don't hear much about. He was there at the beginning of it all. The very first verse in the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. I just love that imagery that 
There is nothing. There's nothing in, in the earth. And the spirit is there. He's hovering. He's waiting. There's this anticipation that something's about to happen. Life is about to be formed. We see throughout the, the Old Testament that, that, that God sends his spirit to be with specific people. We see a man called Bezalel given the gift of creativity and artistic knowledge in Exodus 36. We see the Spirit of God come upon Gideon, a weak and fearful man who got turned into this brave warrior. In Judges uh, chapter 6, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. Samson was given extraordinary strength to break the ropes that bound his hands. In Judges 15, it says, But the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson, and he snapped the ropes on his arms as if they were burnt strands of flax, and they fell from his wrists. The Spirit of God also came to the prophets. We see in Isaiah, in uh, Isaiah 61, verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. In Ezekiel, it says, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Now, when I was reading that, I was just reminded of of when we had Andy uh, Fearon from Carlisle Vineyard come and visit us a few months ago. And if you haven't uh, heard that talk, I would just, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to it on our, on our podcast. Andy talked brilliantly about getting rid of all the rubbish and all the nonsense that's in our heart and giving us this soft, tender heart for God. So, continuing on through the Old Testament, we see through Joel who the Spirit was for. It says in Joel 2, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my Spirit even on servants, men, and women alike. There can be no mistaking who his Spirit is for. It's for everyone. It's for everyone in this room. There's nothing, there's no disqualification. God's prom- God promises that he would do something new. And it wasn't just for, a particular, for particular people in particular times, but it was for all people. So we see throughout the Old Testament the, the Spirit of God is present. The Spirit of God is moving. And then we come to the birth of Jesus where everyone surrounding the birth is filled with the Spirit. We have Mary, Jesus' mother. We have Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, John the Baptist, and then Jesus at his baptism. It says he saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove and settling on him. We see Jesus after he'd been resurrected, uh, but before the church had began, Give the Holy Spirit to his disciples. In John chapter 20, it says, Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
A little time later, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came and filled the disciples. So all of this is to say that the concept of the Holy Spirit is not a new thing. The Spirit moving in the people of God has been happening for thousands of years, and it happens today. It happened yesterday, and it will happen tomorrow. So the words, come Holy Spirit, have been prayed and sung since way before the early church, way before this church was a church. There's heritage and there's a history in the prayer, and it continues to be so effective, and it's so simple. So the second thing is that come Holy Spirit is about a relationship. Christianity is not just about knowing God. No. Christianity is not just about knowing about God. It's about knowing God. Actually knowing him. In John 14, Jesus said at the Last Supper, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. So we see here in the verse, in this verse that we have the Father, we have Jesus, they're talking and we have this other person, the advocate that Jesus promises. That, that advocate is the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is absolutely critical and fundamental to the Christian faith. There are three people that have been described here, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are all God. There is one God who is three persons and that is, that's what we refer to as the Trinity. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's complex and it's mysterious and it's, it can be quite difficult to get your head around, but also not at the same time. But as I said, we're going to keep it simple today. We're going to keep it simple. So we're not going to talk about, we're not going to delve into that. You know, that is a, a whole other sermon series that we could be doing between now and, you know, next September. But we're not going to do that. We're, gonna, we're focusing on, on what we have here, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, and when we pray, come Holy Spirit, we're praying to that person, and that person is God, and that person is our friend who we have a relationship with. So the original, so Jesus uses the word advocate in this, in this verse in John 14, and we and we see that this, this verse can be translated in many different ways. There isn't really a, a perfect translation for this word. It could mean comforter. It could mean counselor. It could mean encourager. It could mean teacher. Or it could mean helper. It could mean any number of these. Um, I, I like that some, some versions, uh, depending, on what, uh, depending on what version of the Bible you're reading, uh, the word... Uh, We'll just actually just say paraclete, and I think that is just uh, that that was uh, the original word that was used in the tr in the, um, when when the Bible was written. And I think the guy I think the guys who were translating it just thought, I don't know what that means. So uh, we'll just leave that in, and we'll just see see how everyone gets on. But that you know this this word it could mean any number of these of these different uh, these different things. So. What this basically means is that the Holy Spirit is your go-to guy for anything. So, 
He is your advocate. If you need someone to defend you, if you need someone to stand up for you, if you need someone to have your back, you, you'd go, you, know, you go get a lawyer. You go get an advocate. That's what the Holy Spirit is. If you're looking for direction, if you're lost, you go and get, you need a guide. If you are struggling with a different, uh, difficult situation or relationship, you need a counselor. If you are grieving or hurting, you need a comforter. This prayer, come Holy Spirit, is a means of inviting our advocate, our guide, our counselor, our comforter into the room and into our hearts. So Jesus says in John 14 verse 17, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So we're talking about an unconditional relationship and permanent residence in our hearts. Come Holy Spirit is not a prayer by which strong people give orders to God, calling him to act in endorsement of their ministry or mission. It's the total opposite. It comes as a cry from a desperate church, undone by love and, power, and the power of Jesus, who are, and people who are eager to serve him as the king. Without the Holy Spirit, we have nothing. But with the Holy Spirit, lives can be transformed. And just really, uh, just finally, just as I take a sip, I just want to, I just want to look at a little bit of the transformational power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus promised this power to us, and we will receive it when the Holy Spirit comes. And that's what happened at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came, and Jesus' followers were empowered. When we pray, as we'll do it in a moment, some of you might notice this power. You might physically experience it. You might, maybe your hands might shake. You might feel warmth flowing through you. Maybe your eyelids might flutter. Or you might just feel the supernatural sense of peace and calm. There's no specific formula and you can't always see or feel the evidence of God's power at work in the moment. But over time, you will see the transformation that happens in your life. One thing I'm very conscious of is that we must never take God's power and try and turn it into some kind of sideshow. When we pray, come Holy Spirit, we are actually yielding to God and saying, come and do what you want to do. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Often we don't appreciate the reality that when we pray, come Holy Spirit, we're asking to step into the presence of God. What we're not saying is the Holy Spirit isn't present, but we are acknowledging that he's already present, but we want to experience more. The Holy Spirit brings new things to our lives, new attitudes, new desires, new ways of worship, new songs, Whatever you do in your workplace, the Spirit of God wants to fill you with skill and ability and creativity. Like Gideon, God uses people who feel weak and inadequate and ill-equipped. As God's Spirit gave Samson physical strength to break free from his bindings, so today the Holy Spirit brings freedom to break the habits, the addictions, and the things that keep people spiritually bound. The Holy Spirit also gives us a desire to love others and to help those in need. 
The experience of the Holy Spirit is not just about a feeling that we get, but it's about making a difference in the world. So I said earlier, you know, we've, we've just come back from, from an, just an absolutely incredible uh, time in Aberdeen. And, um, yeah, we would just love to, to use just a little bit of this uh, section just to share just two stories from, from that. So if I could invite Nick, would you like to come up and just share just, just a little bit of the transformational power of the Holy Spirit? Thanks, Ali. Yeah, it was a great conference. It was amazing. Um, a really uh, a time of real unity with other churches, really happy time, um, a really empowering time. I don't want to, to speak for too long. I have to, I was interested to hear what Ali was saying about the Holy Spirit being a bit like a, a lawyer sometimes, because I'm afraid to say I am a lawyer. So. Um, yeah, I think that there was a real sense of openness in the conference, and that's not something that comes that easily to me. I think it's not just because I'm a lawyer. Um, I probably I probably describe myself as quite a cautious person. I'm not the most open person. For the last three years, I've had long COVID. I, I caught it um, right at the start before we, we knew what COVID even was. Um, and it was Margot, my wife, who first said, I think you've had COVID. And I, and I said, no, don't be silly, don't be silly. But it was. And I've struggled quite a lot. I've had quite a lot of medical treatment, um, which included drug treatment. And I had a, an operation. I had a blocked sinus and all sorts of things. And I've had, I would say, very good medical care. But it's not sorted the issue at all. Um, I've had a lot of um, fatigue, work's been difficult, and in the last two weeks in particular, I've had really bad headaches, and trying to work and um, doing the sort of work I do when you've got headaches is, is hard, and I've taken a lot of tablets, um, which isn't great. I don't like doing that at all. So I went to the conference, and there was a real sense, as I say, of, of, of openness, of unity, of love. We met so many people, met so many people I'd never met before from other churches, just chatting with them in the coffee queue and all, all that stuff, and it was, it was great. And then it came to the ministry times, um, and there was an invitation um, in at least one of them if, if people wanted to go forward for prayer, for all sorts of things, and me being my sort of slightly Scottish, lawyery, cautious person, but I got a bit of a bit of encouragement with the pointy stick, so I went forward, and um, there was a, there was quite a there was quite a lot of people who were all um, at the front, and there was there was no pressure at all, and there was a guy who I'd never met before, uh, just came and chatted briefly with me. His name was Dave, um, and he just laid hands on me, and he prayed for me, and it was an incredible time. It was, it was really remarkable. Um, I'm not the sort of person to see things that aren't there, but I did feel a real sense of the Holy Spirit working, and I'm not making this up. I have not taken a tablet since, um, genuinely. Um, <laughs> The, ne the next morning was the first morning for the last couple of weeks. I have, I have not had a headache. Now, I'm not going to say I'm completely 
cured, we shall see. But um, one of the things in the prayer course we've been talking, Ali mentioned the prayer course, um, and Marga and I are leading one of the two home groups that are using that. And Pete Gregg talks about prayers being like dominoes. As we seek, as we press into God and we seek his, his will, we try and obey his commands, uh, grow closer to him, we keep praying. And we had a lovely walk on the beach, Margo and I, uh, just in a little break from the conference, and she prayed for me too. And uh, just a real sense of God's spirit starting to work in me, this slightly sort of closed, hard individual. It's, it's, it's just, I think, that the whole thing about being open to the, the Holy Spirit working in your life is just so important. So, leave it. Oh, that is just that is just so good to hear. And yeah, thank you, Nick, for sharing. Stan, do you want to come up and just share a little bit? Stan, uh, Stan is just. I just want to honour Stan. He's just the most incredible, incredible guy. Uh, we're we're all sitting there in the conference, just having a great time in our little group. Just be like, oh yeah, and we're like, Stan's brought a pal. Who's Stan? This. And just, just this, just Stan. I mean, I'll let you tell the story, but like, yeah, we're just Stan. We're there. We're there. Just maybe a little bit, just selfish, receiving for ourselves. And and Stan is just there, being like, "Who can I evangelize? Who who here needs who here needs Jesus?" That's good. Yeah. So a bit bizarre. They've been working with this guy. That a couple of boys, their brothers, their brothers, and their their proper head cases. They they are. Yeah, they've been the young offenders. They sell firearms and to the underworld throughout Aberdeen and Ireland and stuff. They're they're bad, but they're bad, bad news. And yeah, the Holy Spirit just all week. I was like, I said to Hannah, I was just like, there's this demon that's just pushing down, and I was just like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And then I got to the conference, and I just felt the Holy Spirit like just totally change my whole perspective. Of it. It's like. I'm bigger than this. Whatever it is, Jesus is bigger than this. The Holy Spirit can come and just blow all the way and just with a breath, just breathe. And then I st- me and Jessica were texting and I asked this kid to come over. I say kid, he's 26 or 27, but yeah, he's like a young brother to me. I've known him for ages. And he came on Friday and I was just like, how are you, mate? And he looked better than I expected because he's been in, yeah. <laughs> He's tried to kill himself about four times now, and he's just a mess. And uh, yeah, I just prayed with him. He's like, "You want? You ready to become a Christian?" He's like, "No, no way, Stan. You don't know what I've done." And I was like, "Have you killed somebody since I last saw you?" And he was like, "No, no, no, no. I, I don't know why. I felt like I felt like he'd done some b- bad, bad stuff. And I know he's done some bad stuff, but yeah, and stealing cars and everything. And then the, the Holy Spirit, I just says, "Look, we just have a prayer." And he just cried and cried and cried. I was just like just praying the Holy Spirit over him and praying for healing and that he forgives himself and what he forgives him. The biggest thing for me, I've done a bit of bad stuff as well in my life, but I think the hardest thing is when people say God's forgiven you, but it's forgiving yourself that's the hardest thing. And he was the same, I could see it, and I was like, right. So I prayed about that, and then he just, he's like, okay. And we got my weekend passed, and then he didn't turn up on a Saturday. And then last night he said he was coming and he didn't turn up and I was gutted. I was like, oh man, God, come on. I wanted this, I need this, come on. And then he, he just turned up. 
were mid-song worshipping and then he just turned up and I could see him. He was just totally broken. The Holy Spirit had just, boom. And it just gave him hugging and he wouldn't let me go. And I'm like, okay, this is the deal. This is, he was just so fighting. He's just so broken. And then, yeah, we went up the back. We had a chat and he just, he said, I can't keep doing this. Since I met you on Friday, God's been all over me and Jesus or whatever. He said, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I just know that I just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. And then he, he said the prayer. He gave his life to God and it was just, yeah, Woo! amazing. And... Yeah, the, just, the, just the Holy Spirit just came over him last night and he just cried and cried. He says, this is the first time I've ever felt like I can cry. As a brother, and as he's, his brother's probably worse than him, to be fair. So just keep them both in prayer, would you? And yeah, I want his brother. I want his brother to cut to know God as well, so that's my next boom. But no, no. But yeah, just... Yeah, he went he went up front for prayer last night and he just felt he felt just a total release of the baggage, the the thing that was telling him he was yeah, he was being told to kill himself a lot and his just head was minced. So God was just yeah. God's good. Holy Spirit, thank you for everything turning up and just blessing the conference and we we carry it with us every time. And I just pray that here that we Jesus is real. There's nothing that we need to do that he is bigger than everything. He's bigger than everything. And I just feel some people that were under attack that just look up. Don't ever give up. And I speak confidence over you. I speak courage over you to keep fighting, keep pushing. Our God is bigger. The Holy Spirit, there's nothing the Holy Spirit can't do. You can swerve cars out of the way. I've had cars. I know this crazy. I was upside down in a car crash and I just shut my eyes and there was a car coming towards me. I was like, God, we're going. I was raking on. I was. But I was upside down in the car on the other side of the motorway, coming oncoming traffic. And the Holy Spirit, I was like, God, if this car hits me, I'm dead. My life's yours. And I just shut my eyes. And the car missed the car. I don't know how, because I was head first with its headlights. And yeah, I came out of it okay. And I was just like, yeah, God's amazing. The Holy Spirit's amazing. So, yeah. So, so good. Oh, that is just... Yeah, that is that is just the dramatic power of the Holy Spirit. That is that is being in tune with the Holy Spirit, stand just having this this feeling, this this urge just to to invite and then and then just and then just God doing the rest. You know, and it's just it really it really is just that simple, you know. Um I don't I just I don't I, I don't think I need to say anything more. I think what we're going to do, we're just going to do, we're just, we're just going to invite the spirit, the spirit to come and see what he wants to do uh, just now. So um, if you are able and you uh, would like to stand, then please do. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sunday podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.